Hello and welcome to the Raconteur Collection. I'm one of your hosts, Charlie. It has been a while since you've heard my voice coming in over these airwaves, you know, through whatever trans-dimensional spaces we have. It's been a while. For us, it's been only a couple days, but you know, time works differently in different parts of the world. Can we consider it? No, no, no. As always, I'm joined by my brother, Jack. Jack, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you doing today? <laughs> doing good. I'm just imagining that sounding like you breathing out. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, me, me farting into the mic. Jeez. First episode back. No, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I'm hey, very excited folks, to. We're back. Hey, yeah, we're joined by our esteemed guest, Alex Jones. How are you doing today, Alex Jones? Oh, I'm doing good. I've been going through a little bit of hard times lately, but uh, it's just, you know, it's the global conspiracy, the New World Order. It's 1776. And you understand, listen, folks, I am not Alex Jones. I'm actually Michael, and I am. Whoa. Back. No way, dude. I, listen, I've had a lot of time to think in the dungeon about a lot of. Of things and I needed to get out. So, mm. but I did get to work on my uh, great impressions. So, yeah, wonderful. So, I see that Jack is he's lifting his hand. He has a question, and he looks like he just is really wanting to ask it. So, Jack, what, what's your question? My main question is, how can you listen to the Raconteur Collection? So it sounded like you said, what is the Raconteur Collection? <laughs> it's been a long time. Okay? It's been a while. <laughs> well, the fun part about that that little bit is that no matter what you say, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. The Raconteur Collection is a show about everything and nothing all at the same time. A show usually hosted by Charlie and with his esteemed guest, Jack. And sometimes we bring him up from the dungeon, Michael. On the Raconteur Collection... You can find some claps. <laughs> you can find a whole host of different topics. You can ha- you could find the the boys just talking about tangents. You can find topics mm-hmm. about video games, a lot of nerd centric stuff. But sometimes we get into a little more heady topics about things about uh, the service industry or about dreams or about cryptids. You might or even find oh no, go ahead. Even you know unknown organizations yes. that may or may not be real. That is very true. The Raconteur Collection is a, uh, let's say, a central hub for a whole host of different topics, ideas. And it's been a while since we've all sat around the table and uh, done an episode. You know, we had a couple of just small life things happen. You know, Jack had a baby, which he knows. Yeah, it's it's just a little thing. It's a relatively little thing. And it's weird because Jack had the baby. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. actually him. That's why yeah. I was gone for so long. because I <laughs> had the baby. It was really... It we was were very It was a challenge for I him. think Laura was concerned, but I think it all ended really well. And now, you know, beautiful yeah. little baby boy, Ollie's around. Yeah, so his name's Oliver. He's a nice, healthy little boy. He's three months old now, and he's 17 pounds, almost 17 and a half. Big boy, just he's like a his big, dad. He's a big boy, just like his dad. Yep. I can't help but think of Fault 4 every time I say that. Just big like boy. his dad. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The scene in the very beginning? Yeah. Every time I th- say that, because I say it a lot for some reason, 
I think of Fallout 4. That's an interesting. Little, I know. Um, it's but a new the, year, though. I mean, I guess this is the first episode of 2023. First episode of 2023. Whatever that means, you know. It's but, just, you know, new year, just a new new beginning, essentially. There's no real significance. It's just we kind of started with the new year. Hey, so, you know. What are you going to do? But yeah. I do want to say real quick, hello, camera. Hopefully it's still recording. I might check it here in a minute. There is going to be a video format that will improve as time goes on. It'll be Patreon exclusive for about the first week or so, and then it'll move over to YouTube for non-Patreon members to enjoy. So just a little bit of extra incentive to join the Patreon and support the Raconteur Collection. And so. I'll add a little extra incentive there. If you do get to see this, if that graces your eyeballs, you will get to see this uh, <laughs> incredible hat make sure, make sure, that I am wearing. And make sure it's in the shot. Uh, it is, but yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that's only for special members. So, yeah. But as I said, it has been a long time. Jack and his family, <sighs> you know, of course, have their new baby Oliver. And then over in Charlie, Land, killing you. Yeah, over in Charlie Land, I took up a manager position again. Which, if you're familiar with the show, you've heard me talk about work, and but that's taken a lot of time for me. Uh, Grant, let's. Easiest way to say it is it's, uh, I'm finding the balance, still, you know, going back and forth, still. But as with everything in life, it's all about balance and mm. different things. Um, but feeling good right now, just about had a, just about had my week-long vacation here. Went Beautiful. up to uh. Robbers Cave State Park here in Oklahoma. And it was fantastic. When we got there, and this is actually the first time Jack is hearing this, when we got there, absolutely nobody else there. Nobody else. Like I literally, I well, I, so you know, Gorgeous. because they sell firewood, but I, me, I'm like, I'm not buying firewood. And so I remember I woke up the first morning and I like literally just like went and scavenged every single for every single cabin because nobody else was there. I just scavenged firewood. <laughs> no, that, like, yeah, you went and scavenged and like there were other people there. You just kind of took all their firewood. <laughs> and I, you know, and the, so that was a really nice little getaway like i didn't do too much but it was nice just to kind of disconnect and Dude, be in a different place yeah a little bit of nature 100%. i actually did see a news story about a serial new uh wood thief in that area so a serial uh, wood thief yeah you might want to maybe <laughs> take i watch out for a little bit <laughs> there's just like picture of me <laughs> like, yeah. like is that big food? No, no, yeah, you're, you're walking like the big picture <laughs> look at him He's okay. going back and forth. He, no, <laughs> no human can walk like that. <laughs> no human. But uh, that's as, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. When you texted me, because I was working that day, and I was like, I want to swing by and pick up like a, a mocha frat for Laura, because like, she's been craving those. And yeah. you're like, I'm heading home from Robber's Cave. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a little bit of like an impromptu thing, but since it's their dead season, it was relatively cheap, which is nice. That's awesome, man. So that, you know, that's done my time. And then, uh, honestly, I wish I could tell all of our listeners and maybe viewers out there that it's just been this, you know, exciting, busy time for me. But really, it's kind of been more of the same. A lot more work. Um, trying to get back into some healthier habits. You know, I think especially as more of my time gets capitalized, I tend to, like, let, you know, stricter habits go. Like, uh, you know, I order more food, or, you know, not been as active because I just feel more tired. So, mm-hmm. but of course... As we all know, that can be a, a cycle where very cyclical. Yeah, because you know, because you're not being active, you don't feel you don't have energy. And 
that's just a fun fact about life. That And that's also winter, man. I yeah. mean, it's so much harder. We try to walk the dogs frequently, but, like, the weather is, like, such mm. a great excuse. I mean, yeah, it got anything. so cold for, like, a week or so that I was like, I'm not. I ain't doing anything. I'm not going, trying to go on a run <laughs> or whatever. So. I've got a funny story about that whenever we get around to me. But Yeah, I mean, anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But that's been about all that's happened for me. Of course, you know, Jack and his little expanding family over there. Little new spawn, mm. got enough resources to get another one. So we'll feed them after midnight. But uh, before we jump into our main topic at hand here, which I'm sure you've seen from the title, is all about remakes and remakes of all kinds. We're talking movies, video games, mm-hmm. really whatever comes to the the boy's mind. But before we jump into that, let's check in with our. You know, he answers most of our fan mail, most of the letters that we get. Mm-hmm. We keep him locked in a dungeon most of the time. But he stated he needed to stretch his legs. And to be honest, we did think somebody else was down there with all the impressions he was doing. Mainly we thought Alex Jones was down there. Because let's face it, I kind of figured Alex Jones would be in the dungeon. And but folks, that would be concerning. <laughs> and folks, folks, that would be concerning. Um, well, uh, check I'll make your me. transition from Alex Jones to your brother <laughs> boys. Um. <laughs> well, uh, really, the fan mail has been piling up. A lot of people are wondering what's going on, where where the boys are, what, you know, Simon, Alusha, all of that nonsense. But, mm. you know, it'll come in time. The, the answers, Foundation, what's going on with that, the topics, all of these things will come together and unfold within time. But... Uh, I'm basically just letting it pile up, uh, you know, <laughs> huge in, mountains down there. In the meantime, <laughs> like Scrooge with his whole like vault of gold with <laughs> yeah. his letters. In the meantime, been working working hard. Um, you know, uh, definitely, you know, kind of the same thing as Charlie, just kind of keeping on, keeping on with work. You know, it stays busy. Um, you know, the cannabis industry never stops, so I'll never not be busy. But I had one one of those days where it was negative two degrees. Uh, if you don't know, my job in particular requires a lot of water around, and I work in a room that's about you know forty degrees normally. But that day it was about six degrees in that room. Oh my god! And the water oh would my fall god. on the floor of the container as I was washing, and literally made an ice skating rink. That like that first day when it was so cold, mm-hmm. and I was just slipping and sliding, and it was. Something else. So, you know, work's been, you know, busy, especially, like, keeping up with, like, the weather and, you know, all that. But um, everything at home, you know, good. Christmas was fine, I guess, if you like Christmas. it's it, If you like it. I'm more of a Halloween guy, but, you know, um, it's been a while. I don't know. I haven't been uh, back since before Halloween, for sure, I think. So yeah. it's been a while, but... Um, yeah, all is well in my house that resides in the pocket dimension of the dungeon. Um, mm. And it is a pocket dimension. And it's sure of that. Yeah, uh, yeah I can, it's the closest thing you can call it. Um, but yeah, uh, let's dive in, guys. I this mean, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to dive in if you are. And this guy, anything else you want to catch up on? or Remakes. What the topic of today says, <laughs> what are they? <laughs> Real quick, I do want to say, I should have said this at the very beginning. New intro music by Zach Short. Go follow him on Instagram. Oh, the for real? In the description. Yeah. That's right. I'll, hey, that's show, awesome. I'll have to show it to you. It's, it's really good. Yeah, Zach Short, uh, shout out. He's a good, you know, good guy. We've all known him since we were kids. Maybe. Very talented artist. Well, I'd, like to get the, I'd like to get the feedback, and I'll get a little bit of feedback for Michael as a listener here. 
Maybe it would be functional. Because I usually have a pretty good, like... Because I... You know, the intro, got to say this stuff. We'll save, especially since this is a return episode. I want to get to the topic. I'll save some of the pro- like the self-promo for later. But maybe it would be helpful. So instead of just interjecting random news of course, right it's, before it's the topic. Of me. It's because of me. <laughs> because of <John>. so, you <laughs> know. Maybe we need to do it more ordered. Maybe we need to have somewhat of a, a loose script, not an actual Well, script. I think it, w- might, it might be smart to have a loose script in the first like five minutes. Make sure we bang out those couple of dots and then... Well, hey, mm. it's a new year. New opportunity. New year, new script. New format. But, you know, we're going to keep it loosey-goosey because when the three of us are together, that's usually how it is. Mm. It ain't nothing but No loose. matter how much we plan, so... <laughs> Remix. What are the names? <laughs> we're not doing that. Cut it, cut it out. Cut it cut, out. Cut, 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 cut. But I thought a, a fun topic to come back to, maybe not necessarily a contentious one, but one that feels more relevant in our lives, especially as we're getting older and we see a lot of the media that we consumed and we enjoyed as children being redone. You know, remakes, I think, are an interesting topic because I would say... And the first question I'll ask is, when I say remake, Jack, do you think of something positive or negative when you hear the word remake? When I hear remake? What is your first, just got the gut check, not positive. Positive. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, Negativity is the first thing. I I was going to say negative. Now, let me tell you why positive. Yeah. Because I've seen recently a lot of really well done remakes in the video game sphere which is i am most active ah, in. sure as far as yeah. like movies or whatever or whatever it can kind of kind be, that, that's where it kind of yeah. it can kind of get real muddy um also i don't know how much you want to say is like a recent remake you can go back and say like the narnia movies that came out were remakes because mm. like you had those older ones and so that yeah. is that is where i kind of want to like where, That's a good point. Where are we cutting it? Because when I talked to um, Kate, mentioned her, I was like, oh, we're doing one about remakes. She said, oh, like, what about reboots? And that is something I want to avoid. So in the case of, like, the Narnia things, I think the movies are more reboots of Narnia more so than they are remakes and of... And it's very far removed from the original. Yeah. It's okay. almost when I like think, comparing the old Dune to the Dune that just recently came out. Yeah, which yes, I would consider it's a remake, but it's I would more consider more of like a reboot, yeah, yeah, than more so than it is like a remake. Exactly. When I'm thinking of remakes, I'm thinking of like Lion King, uh, Mulan, Mulan. Uh, you know, I'm, what I'm thinking of okay, more okay. of these ones that so are like the live action remakes that try yeah. to like bring it to and maybe another media sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so I will say, let me clarify. Positive as far as video games go. Pretty mixed when it comes to movies. Sure, yeah. Well, and I think uh, in the interest of making the episode go smoother, there's a lot of negativity about a lot of remakes, and people are always very critical of very. a thing that comes after, especially if they're attached to the original. So I don't want to necessarily too much dwell on that sphere of negativity on mm. bashing on remakes, but maybe more examining like what makes it, yeah. what you know, why does it not hold up, type of thing. Or what has been done right to make this better than it was before, you know? That's a great point. Because, uh, obviously, people are always going to have strong opinions when it comes to these franchises. Oh, they will. Like Star Wars and, you know, this and that, you yeah. know? But, yeah, uh, we're going to try and keep it, you know, I hope not too negative. Yeah. Because it's really easy to say what we don't like about the new remakes, but... Oh, very much so. You know, I want to explore maybe, like, why that is or, like, why it could mm. be better, 
okay. in some ways, you know. So, and I think the a great place to start is bringing up some examples to pull from. And so, Michael, we'll start with you. Then we'll go around to you, Jack, and then we'll end with <laughs> yours truly. <laughs> but an example of a remake that you think is done really well, and then one that's done really poorly. Hmm. And after we kind of go around, we can kind of theorize maybe if there's something in common with the negative remakes, maybe something in common with the positive remakes, like what hmm. brings new life. Or does it come down to... I'll give you a little bit of a preview of my theory. Or does it come down to kind of novelty and the first time experiencing things? Sure. Versus, you know, being a little bit older, a little bit jaded, seeing stuff like that before. You know, that could shape it a whole lot. So, Michael, I'll start with you. Remake that's done well. And it could be movie, video game, what, dealer's choice. For sure. I'm actually going to go. Choice. I'm going to hit on two, two right here. So, okay. Pokemon for me. Comes to mind because not that one. obviously, <laughs> obviously the game is not. It has been remade in several instances of like Fire Red or yeah. Leaf Green. It oh, that's a good also example, actually. Been you know basically just like built upon, continued, yeah. and you know rehashed in like the same format. So a lot of people, older players, aren't big fans of some of the newer games and stuff like that. But I think that there have been really good examples of remakes when it comes to some Pokemon games. You know, Fire Red, Leaf Green. I mean, we cut our teeth on those games. In a lot oh, yeah. Of ways. And, you know, before that it was Gold, you know, Silver. Crystal. Crystal and all those. But, I mean, I think Pokemon, sometimes they, they really get it right. Other times they don't. You know, Nintendo, hmm. it's kind of a mixed bag there. But... I would say that franchise, I will always, like, tap into it. And, like, I've never, like, walked away from it because I feel like the remakes are not good, you know? Yeah. And <clears throat> if we're going to talk about media, I would actually say a great example of a remake is the series of Unfortunate Events, a Netflix series that was done not too long ago that I actually agree. managed to finish the entire series when everything before that that had been attempted, I guess the one or two, uh, like the Jim Carrey, yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. like they just didn't, you know, hack it through and finish it, you know. And that's one thing that bothers me is when there's something I love and it's great, and then it just gets dropped or not finished. And mm-hmm. obviously, this is the thing that's happening with Netflix on a lot of different shows, like even stuff that like we love, you know, and and they'll just won't finish it. But then you know, you get a remake later that actually does a good job, like series of unfortunate events, I think they did a good job with it. So yeah. those are my kind of two examples off the top of my head. Those are some good ones. I especially like the Pokemon one because even you brought up like Fire Red and Leaf Green. I mean, even with uh, Gold and Silver, I mean, they did Heart Gold and Soul Silver, mm-hmm. which I did play those as well. So that's an interesting one because that Pokemon especially is so iterative that it you is nice, yeah. You know, <laughs> but then I can say, especially as I've gotten older, I become less interested with Pokemon and like mm-hmm. the extraneous things. This is a little bit of a side tangent. It is. For anybody go. new to the Racketeer Collection, buckle up for some sudden <laughs> turns. <laughs> just buckle the fuck. No, I was gonna. Oh, I will uh, actually really quick hit on the Witcher. You know, uh, the remakes of The Witcher, I don't know if you know this, there was original Witcher movies made in Sweden yeah, that were actually pretty good. And But, you know, obviously Henry Cavill stepped in as Geralt in The Witcher series for Netflix. 
And it was a mixed bag as far as how people felt about it, but I thought it was actually really well done just because of Henry yeah. Cavill carrying Geralt as the Witcher. And he like made it good for me, even if it wasn't narratively what people expected that read the books. Yeah, that's I mean, a whole other discussion: books versus yeah. movies. I only watched like three or four episodes of that, and yeah. I he was the best part of it for exactly. Sure. Part, yeah. And now that he's gone, anything they try to do, I'm probably not going to be too interested in. So, as far as remakes go, that's you yeah. know one that I liked. But yeah, kind of continuing, like I said, prepare yourself for sudden turns because. <laughs> I didn't even finish the Pokemon thought. Oh. The more extraneous the Pokemon games get where they're like, oh, hey, you got to go to this Pokemon beauty contest. You got to – I find myself just not caring. I'm like, but I kind of just want to catch or Pokemon Or you have to own every version of Pokemon to get the special ones that – because, you know, with every it's Pokemon just, yeah. generation, there's two games, and they yeah. usually have exclusives from each other. Pokemon Go is the same way. I mean, it's a money cow, but people love Pokemon. It's no. not going away, you know. So, Jack, veering back onto the main road here, remake that's done well, poorly. Well, I'm going to start with the poorly one, and it's probably the one of the most popular ones that's that's been, like, most widely viewed as poorly done is the Lion King Um, remake that happened, the live action. And here's, so, you know, Ellie loves both movies, you know. But watching it as someone who did watch the original, it's not even that I necessarily love the original Lion King, but what made that movie Son so <laughs> what made that movie like so much more impactful than this one is that you can like the animals emote and you can actually like, see like how they're feeling and what's going on. And you watch the the you know the live action version, the part where Simba is like horrified by seeing the buffalo or whatever they're like are they stampeding down the gorge? The wildebeests. He's just like. You know, meanwhile, but you watch the animated one and like his face is like horrified, you know, right. or he's like actually sad. Like when uh, Mufasa like falls into the gorge and dies mm. in the animated one, you can see he's like, no, or yeah, whatever. Right. And the live action, he's like, ah, like it just doesn't look good. Well, they're trying like, to make their it looks too expressions real. be realistic because the lion would never make those faces. Yeah. But that's the problem. You don't get the same emotion and character exactly. as a hands-on so like, it's just, animation. It's just funny, yeah. though. I'm like, I I can't get into this because when these I, characters uh, are just not first expressive. That's so, why live action like, falls short is because yeah. animation, you can express more than you can with and reality. So that's I think that's the biggest fault. It's not that it's necessarily bad because like, voice acting is like, great. Music's great because like, there are new renditions of all the songs and stuff. Like, well, I would say like from a technical standpoint, too, because a lot of it is like CGI and stuff. I mean... It's pretty incredible. Like, no, like what it, it looks fantastic. But, but I well, I'll still come back to when I first saw the movie in theaters. I l- turned to Kate and I, can't, I just can't wait to be King Song. And I was like, man, I was really looking forward to seeing those animals stack on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't. Happen. The animals didn't stack. And you're like, but you know, yeah, it, it gets that to that point where it's once you do, once you fully realize that environment as real there are suddenly things you can't do anymore you so suddenly realism can't ha- is the enemy of imagination and as we yeah. go more towards realism but it's, like i said you know actually to what? pull it back sorry to pull it back a little bit we talked about this in a little bit in our chapters episodes with narnia in the movies mm-hmm. how when you start to expand the movies and you start to show more of that world all of a sudden you need to answer more questions about like how the world functions versus 
when it's just this children's book, mm. it's much easier to take some of the stuff at face value and be like, okay, fine. Yeah, sure, the animals are talking. But all of a sudden, when you're actually seeing it, you're like, well, how are the animals talking, though? But, like, the animals in the Narnia series are a lot more expressive than the ones, even, like, the newer movies are more expressive than the ones in, like, in this Lion King version. Right. Like, they're still, like, realistic animals. Like, like Aslan's, like, a lion. But, like, his face moves more. Like, uh, and so there, there's oh, something yeah. about, like, the level of realism. While it is very impressive from, like, a technical standpoint, as someone who, like, wants to be more emotionally connected, it just fell really short. Mm. Yeah. But... Like I said earlier, like Ellie loves both of the movies. So I mean, maybe does she have a preference for which one? Not really. When she goes, "Hey, I want to watch The Lion King," do you have to ask her which one? It'll come up, and then she'll choose one. Right. Okay. Okay. It just kind of seems like it, like it seems are like it's two swings. different movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It seems like a pendulum swings. I do want to say, let's swing back to the positive. Yeah. The positive, which there are many. No. Positive vibes, man. So, I have a lot of. There's a lot of technicalities when it comes to video game remasters. There's like HD upscales. There's the console differences, game of the year editions, yada, yada. I just want to go for like actual full-on remasters, which are games built from the ground up either on A new, true remake. Either, yeah, yeah, built up on like new engines or whatever, not just a port or yada, yada. Um, Scholar of the First Sin, Dark mm. Souls 2. Mm. So... This is a Game of the Year edition. However, the PS4 version is noticeably way different. It controls better, 60 FPS. The characters are, are in different spots. Like it's, It feels like a completely different game than the PS3 version. Mm. And this whole remaster is done to where when you play through this on the PS4, you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to go here and grab this. Oh, no, these chests aren't here, you know, and then... So Dark Souls 2 is, I think, a, that Scholar for Sin is a really good, you know, example of what, like, a true remaster is. If you get more nitty-gritty, the Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare remaster, that's oh. built, that's Call of Duty from 2007, built on the engine from Call of Duty, like, in 2019 or whatever. And it's phenomenal how, like, fluid that looks, how dynamic it looks, the lighting. Sure. It's, like, really, really impressive. And playing through that, I was like, this is adding to my experience. I can, like, really get into, like, this voice acting, these characters. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really, it was really well done. So So, does, like, the Unreal Engine, like, the new one excite you for, like, some of the games that might be coming, the remakes that might be possible on the new Unreal Engine? I just worry if I'm able, going to be able to play them. Um, I mean, there's one that uh, we were playing that's on the new Unreal. It's Link's Awakening, and it does look absolutely incredible. It's not a remake or anything, but um, it runs on the Switch. Can I be like 1,000% honest with you guys? If you say you've never played a Zelda game. No, that's not it. Okay. (laughs) Because I played Twilight Princess. I think I beat it. Anyways, um, (laughs) I meant to say Shadow of the Colossus because... I abbreviated it, but I read Scholar First Sin because oh, same, but same thing applies though. Yeah, because there's an HD upscale for Shadow of the Colossus, and then there's an actual remaster, like full on, that came to the PS4 later. Yeah, but how much needs to be changed about a game like that? Well, know? so I mean, try you might you played this a, a good bit. You I'm pretty sure you beat it and, and then yeah. some. So, like when you compare the original on PS2 to this one. 
like Michael said, there's not like a ton you can really like do better, but the enhanced visuals and lighting, shade, like shaders, sure. all like, like yeah. the fidelity of it, I think plays a huge role when it comes to making a remaster feel like you're getting a new experience. Yeah. I just, that was a perfect game in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think it even still plays really well. Like, yeah, it's PS2, you know, but slightly improves some mechanics. And it's like, you don't even really need to remake the game. You just need to like you know, bolster it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta play the newer version, man. I need to, I do. It's, yeah. it's pretty phenomenal. Okay. Well, huh. So, I mean, that's my couple, I guess, but it's a good one. It's a good, well, I got the best ones, of course. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I have the best one. No, so for my my, you know, the negative remakes, they do unfortunately tend to be the Disney ones. Like, and I'll kind of put like all of the Disney live action in that category. Sure. This trend of like taking these classics, and I think of specifically, you know, movies like Aladdin or you know. I mean, Lion King, great example, where... Mulan, too. Mulan. I don't think Mulan was that bad. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was that bad. But there's... But it does take away from the magic that the original had, because it's animated, because, like, you can do much more in animation, that, like, makes sense. And also, like, you have, like, those classic songs that obviously people our age are like, that's not in the new one, this sucks. Right. You know? Mm. See, there... Yeah, I do think so. Like... There is a lot of technical work and technical achievement that goes into making these things new in live action, right? And especially for something like um, Aladdin, when you're recasting a part that Robin Williams has, like an iconic part, right? Sure. That's always going to be hard. Like, that's always an uphill battle. But what's interesting to me about these new remakes is that they, on one hand, seem to want to tell kind of a new story. They kind of want to, like, Take the story and modernize it, but in then in doing that, they don't look at the source material in the most positive way, or they start to change things that don't quite. It starts to it stops to make sense when you're like, oh man, this so you this know. brings up a good point. If I mean, when you have a very successful good movie like Mulan, the original animated Mulan, and it was a smash hit, huge success, and everybody loved it. Why do you feel the, like that these companies feel the need to come back 20, 30 years later mm. and try to remake? Like, is it just a cash cow thing or is it like they actually have a new story to tell? Because at the end of the day, like it, it does like you're trying to do something different to the yeah. story that originally everyone fell in love with. Well, and that's that's where it kind of comes down to. There's I think. A lot of different answers, right? Of course, I'll never know why this creative decision was actually made. But I do think, like Jack said with Ellie, you know, yes, I can say that, like, oh, I don't like these remakes. I, you know, same thing with Little Mermaid, right? Like, no, that's not my favorite Disney movie, but I also, do I have any faith that that movie is going to be, like, good? Or, like, I'm going to watch it and be like, oh, my gosh, wow. Compared to... Also, so, but, but do I have a problem with... A black woman playing Ariel? Oh, Absolutely no. that's, not. Oh, Hallie. <laughs> no, that's that's first of all, it's, it's a total joke. Hallie, that woman is is an amazing artist. First of all, she's very successful musically, and I don't think that I don't know. You know, it's like no, hard no, yeah. because I understand the need to represent people in newer movies, but it's also like, well, we're doing that with new original things like Encanto and and Moana, and like, do yeah. we really need to rehash old? 
you know, beloved movies, you know, and are we really making them better? Right. And that's, you know, that is a good point. But what will not change is that movie, one part of my language will make a shit ton of money. It will. And that's the thing. Is that yes, like there is, so there's a cynical part of me that says that's just kind of a cash grab. But then there's also part of me that thinks that, hey, a lot of these artists working on these new CGI tools, working on things like that, like, you know, I, so I haven't seen the new Avatar movie yet, but I want to see it not because I want to be like, wow, so invested in the story and the lore of the Avatar world. No, I want to see it from like the spectacle standpoint and like, the, the world building standpoint of just like this visual world that's like created before my eyes. But that's, that's its strong point. Right. You but know? it's like, I'm not going to walk away from that movie being like, wow, that, that's those characters they really stuck with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I don't expect that. And so I don't need that from those things. But yeah, there's a, you know, I think the word that comes to mind is a little bit like soulless. It's like, okay, cool. Right. You know, but then you have things like frozen, which is a, like a new IP. I'm like, that's great. Why not just do, New Dude, stuff. Like, what if there's a lot? I was just thinking like a live action Frozen. I do think could work like really well. Well, and it's like how long do we get to that point? You know, where it's like. Well, it'll happen. But so, but, I mean, here's a, uh, just another weird point to throw out there. Like the Lord of the Rings live action movies. Ah. Uh, they were not the first movies. They are technically remakes. Well, see, I wouldn't consider know? those remakes because, yeah, yes. There were things that came before that, but right. like that was the, but the like the original like Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, the animated stuff that we kind of grew up on and love. But that doesn't take our love away from the live action Peter Jackson trilogy no. either. It's but a retelling of the story. I always I always say this though. I mean, we're gonna hit a point in our lives where they remake Harry Potter. There's already rumblings of them wanting rumblings. to redo Harry Potter. Harry Potter doesn't need to be redone. And, I mean, we're going to see it, as much as you guys will it's tell almost, me no at this table, we're going to see Lord of the Rings remade at some point. I know, yeah. but these are basically widely hailed as yeah. perfect as is yeah. by the fan bases. Can I just say the music in the first two Harry Potter movies especially? Oh, it hits. Yeah. Around but, Christmas time, you get you mm, put that on, you got the Christmas lights going. Troll in the dungeon. Troll in the dungeon. Yes. But, for my positives, Jack, you already brought up the studio, but uh, Blue Point Games... Who Blue did Point Games. the Shadow of the Colossus remake? Mm-hmm. Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, they the, also did Demon Souls, right? Yeah, and that's a, my example I was going to bring up. So one of my all-time favorite games, Demon Souls. Demon Souls. And so when that remake was announced for the PS5, that was like I was like, okay, I want to get it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like playing that through again was a lot of fun. Yeah, especially with the new fidelity and how good it looked, and even like some of the different like uh, directions they kind of took like. Because, you know, the original Demon's Souls PS3 base game, I mean... I mean, it got all of us basically really into gaming. I felt like we were already gamers, but that yeah. game, I know we were all very into. But I mean, I'm even talking about, like, how the detail they added to, like, the Storm King, right? And, like, some of those environments and, like, the Tower of Lash. Oh, my gosh. Like, the, the environmental detail in those games and, like, oh. storytelling that you can see mm-hmm. so much more of in the, in the new version of Demon's Souls... It's perfect. ...is sure. phenomenal. And it's like I do have a little bit of like sadness sometimes when I hear like the new renditions of the songs because like on the PS3 they're pretty like cheeseball sounding but like yeah, they there's, there's an iconic just right. right you know well, how do you guys uh, but like the new ones are so good so it's like it doesn't I don't really know. remake based but how do you guys feel about like constantly evolving games that are all like always building on themselves like Minecraft would be an example of like the original version is a very far cry of the game from it is today. 
Honestly, and it's not really remakes, but it's always being worked on. Like, so I, I games the, like that. This is a bit of a tangent. So I don't know. I don't know what you call these games. Uh, games that I are mean, just, they technically call them like live service games. Now. They just yeah, they just keep like going. Fortnite, Fortnite, um, yeah, Warzone, Destiny, Warzone. It's uh, you can put Minecraft in there. Well, so yeah. I think with you Minecraft, know? like personally. You look online, everyone says, like, it's horrible now. I wish we go back to, like, the original editions or oh, whatever. Do does, does everybody say that? Yeah, a lot of people are like, like, they, like, the developers don't care anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, Minecraft drops a big update. I'm like, okay, I'm back into it for a well, while. because it was know? very boring, the landscapes in the very original. But we had fun with it because well, we had never played anything like that. Well, yeah, and like also that, you got to think you, walk, you load into a snow world in the original and it was snowing and it was everywhere. it snow would never stop. Now you can find any biome you, you know? want in any So seed. it's like... Yeah. Or like you walk, load into a raining world, it would always be raining. Yeah, so there's something never to be stop. said for improvements to games. Like obviously, like I'm not against that, like at all. But when we talk about other games, like linear based story games, like Dead Space, you know, remakes of those games, it's like, are they going to hack it or not? Because they're just doing it and then they put it out there. It's not like they beta test this shit like in Minecraft where it's constantly being like I'm really looking forward to the Dead Space remake. I am too. Yeah. But I do want to say the only thing the newer updates have screwed up for me in Minecraft is the way villages look. Mm. Have you guys got in where they're kind of like those? all over the place. Yeah, like a village yeah. be down here and then the le- other half is up like on and in the mountain. Yeah. And I'm like you're talking about a game built on Java, man. I mean, like it's crazy <laughs> that the game is as good as it is. I'm just like this is Garbage, dude. Got like scale right. amounts to talk to the farmer up there and take his carrots. So that I think brings us to kind of a crucial point, which ties this tangent and kind of back to our main topic. But a lot of times with remakes, and I mean, you guys even being resistant to the Lord of the Rings remake, I think a lot of it comes down to especially like novelty and the first time experiencing it. Right. You know, for us, we look at something like. The A Lord of the Rings remake, if they ever do one, which they will. I mean, let's be honest, they will. But that let's doesn't change it, how great Sir Ian McKellen was. Right. But to somebody, role. though, keep in mind that like um, media is pretty short lived within the minds. Like, if we think about the movies that we really cared about, like, you know, 20 years ago, like remakes of those movies. Like, I've right. seen movies that I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was a remake of a movie. And I like this one. What's your example? Just, uh, just fine. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Mm. So are you, you're lying. Are you saying okay. you can't think of a movie that should not or does not need to be remade? Oh, no, but I think of, I more think of like, and these may be closer to like uh, like reboots or stuff like that, but I think of things like The Dark Crystal, right? Where yes. The Dark Crystal as a new thing is kind of good and standalone, and you don't really need it to watch It was great, the and original. Netflix dropped it. Yeah. And that's the thing is like you made this great thing that was a good, you know, remake kind of of the whole Dark Crystal thing, and then you apparently didn't like how many people were watching it, even though everybody hailed it as being good, and then you drop it. Right. So what's the point of creating this good content, these remakes, if you're just going to do this kind of thing too, you know? Right, so that means in some ways, yeah, like the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies will always be our Lord of the Rings movies. But it's kind of, I mean, a big example, and these, again, straying a little bit away from the idea of remakes, but... The divide in like Star Wars fans, how there are people who are like, God, the original Star Wars movies, that's it. That's all that's there. And then, like, but honestly, though, like, I grew up with the prequel trilogy. Sure. And I have, to be honest, I have a ton of fond memories about Revenge of the Sith. Do I think it's a great movie? No. No, you know, but there are parts of it where I am like all for it. 
Yeah. Whereas somebody looks at it, but I'm like, but those were kind of my Star Wars movies because I was a it kid kinda, when where it fell flat was the last ten years. You know, like in a lot of ways. But I like think. we weren't we're not kids anymore consuming that content. Like no, kind of yeah. like with the live action Lion King example. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ellie cares. She it's more well, of a preference thing, right? Yeah. Like Star Trek for me is a great example of something that's been around way before I was around. I enjoy many many versions of Star Trek. All the different seasons, a lot mm-hmm. of the different movies. But you know, there's a lot of older people like your dad that might have more strong opinions on which versions they like or what was redone right and things like that. Yeah. So there is like that lack of like being the original. Exactly. Like, that lack viewer. of that's the first time. Exactly. Because the first time you see anything, it's always going to be pretty strong. Well, right. Somebody, I if I asked a kid to go play Oblivion right now, he'd probably be like, what kind of right. crap game is this? But it's like. It was the best thing at the time. But then the people us. who played Morrowind first are like, oh, no, but Warren was Morrowind so much was better. The best. And it's like literally the most And then I've even seen videos Dude. pop up on my YouTube feed. Now they're like, but Daggerfall really was the true Elder Scrolls. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like, like oh, yeah. point, though. I've like, tried to go back and play Morrowind, and I, I cannot. And then you try to go online, like, right. is it supposed to be like, I'm like slashing at this man. It's like, you're, it's like a dice roll, like yeah. a D&D mm-hmm. dice roll every time. So it's like, just install mods. And I'm like... But, like, I just want to, like, experience the game, like, how it is at least first, you I know? feel like Fallout should then, also fall in this conversation of, like, the first games on PC let play me say, very differently than the Fallout that we have been given now in this day and age. And that's not to say I don't like them. I like them both a lot, you know? I think people at some point, and I'm not saying I'm, like, better than this, but I, I feel like I'm less like this. A lot of people fall into a point where... They see something for the way it is, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, or whatever, and then it has to be this way. When they you have, have their idea in their head. When you have something like Lord of the yeah. Rings, there's a lot of stuff that, like the Tolkien wrote that you can go back and then criticize media for doing right or wrong. Oh, there's plenty of right? stuff in the Peter Jackson yeah, oh yeah, trilogy so much that wrong. was not right. But even if you like are a diehard fan, like those movies I think are some of the best adaptations of movies from books because like mm. they're already three and a half hours long right like of course like a diehard fan would sit there and watch a five six hours like lord of the rings movie but even that's not enough you know so but then you have something like star wars where i'm sure there are books but initially it was just movies mm-hmm. right and so then from there you can like really expand on this universe right. and then as soon as someone kind of does their own thing with it that isn't like, super clear, a little muddy. People, like, all of a sudden are on the high horse and then, like, well, slash it down. So let's per, say, like, like... For me, like, I love Lord of the Rings, but I'm not, like, a super elitist with it. Right. I'm more elitist with, like, Narnia because I feel like they those movies just did the book so wrong in a lot of ways that I was like, it doesn't make sense to me. So we, we can trace all of these franchises back down to their source materials, right? Usually books. And yeah, interesting. So, interesting, uh... Little thing here. Yeah. Is that, you know, movies can get remade. You know, shows get remade all the time. Really? Games get remade. But you never hear about books getting remade. No. And that's what I I was trying to get at. Yeah, it's like what? Are you going to copy it word for word? Exactly. So if you trace it back to the source material that inspired all of the media that came from it, whether it's The Witcher, Lord of the Rings, Narnia, what have you, when we trace it back to the source material, oftentimes that was the inspiration that everybody fell in love with, and they feel yeah. it does not need to be changed. And I think a lot of people would argue the same about Lord of the Rings, you know, but a lot of the people who their source material, their first exposure to Lord of the Rings was the books, 
they're going to have different opinions. Oh, so. I mean, famously, I remember when we saw famously. Yeah, famously. I guess famously in our family. It was very famous. When when our you know, when mom our mom, Jack and I's mom first saw the Fellowship of the Ring in theater, she did not like it. She was like, It's not nothing like the book. And that's so Arwen, funny. Arwen, a fighter? What? <laughs> Excuse like, me. Yeah, no, I mean, but you have to forgive a little bit when it comes to these things because nothing is perfect. Obviously, I don't think any media is perfect. There's some that might get really close, and I very much hail and appreciate, like Dead Space. But like, I don't think anything's perfect. You know what I mean? And that's why these things spiral out into more and more like bigger worlds, inspirations, expansion on the story and the lore because people love it. I think, but they want more. Let's let's take this as uh, we're not going to talk about the controversy all obviously right now. But like, do you take Dungeons and Dragons? And that's a whole other conversation. No, I know, but you take that, <laughs> and then people like there's a base Dungeons and Dragons, and then people have taken that and made their own yeah. rule books, their own thousands worlds, their own ways to play. Systems, you know? and art. like a lot of like people are like, yeah, there's this way and there's this way. They both like coexist yeah. or whatever, you know. And there's not like a lot of friction there of like this is right, this is wrong because no. you can, it's an ever evolving mix. I wouldn't even say that like one e two e versus five e isn't a remake. It's more of a different system, and some people prefer one over the other. But it does have this like idea of like it is being re- remade and rehashed in a lot of ways, as far as like IP goes and copyright and stuff like that. So starting to bleed in. I think you know there's obviously a lot that's like that can be lost in translation when it comes to going from different media's. But I think a really great example of media that's done very well is like you just look at we'll bring it kind of back a little bit into dead space the dead space comics that came out to promote the game Incredible. phenomenal so love good. that i watched that almost like even the movie they did watch it every once in a while the movies are like great you know and it's like it's backstory with characters that are in the game that you learn very little of yeah i don't have but a they're able to with... expand on those characters and they're like oh wow there's so much that went into yeah. this and it all is like cohesive you know and while you don't get that dead space or would you say that the game sucks because it doesn't include what's included in the comics or whatever? It's like, well, no, because it's not telling that same story. So this is a great point. So should we be focusing as a society or in the entertainment industry less on remaking things that were great and trying to recapture that moment in time and more on expanding on the universes and the fan bases and the multiverses that people are in love with, you know, and expanding on those things? I know, of course, some things... You can only expand on so much. Lord of the Rings, you can't touch what Tolkien has already made. I mean, you can make fan art about it and stuff like that. But, like, instead of remaking things, build on them, I guess. I think the – and I'll add in kind of one point before we kind of get into a final question Mm -hmm. for all you guys. But that's a a great point. You know, I think do you constantly remake things or do you expand upon things? I think – in some aspects, it's. It, I feel like in a perfect world where art and can be devoid and divorced from commerce and capitalism, yeah, that that works great. But then there's a lot of times where it's like, hey, we're remaking something because of the name, because of the recognition it has. Mm-hmm. And I think you see, especially with something like Marvel, as it gets bigger and bigger, and even in Star Wars, to some extent, as you know, they expand out and out. It gets harder for people to say, hey, I want to be interested in this. But then to be interested in 
WandaVision. I have to watch these movies or I have to watch these things, you know, and that, I think that that's, the, that's the danger and expansion because yeah. how are you going to get a new audience? And especially when so much of it is success is based around, and that's kind of why I brought up like, yeah, I may not like that Disney's remaking things, but they wouldn't remake things if they didn't make money. You know what I mean? If, like, if the remake came out and it absolutely bombed, yeah, so we can, like, I'll, I often say, I'm like, man, I can sit here and say that, like, I don't think it's good for your brand or I don't think it's good for, like, artistic integrity to just kind of be rehashing these things. But it's good for you as a company, so, and they wouldn't do it if it wasn't good. Can we talk about a good remake or and or Remake slash retelling. Yeah, I do. Up up there. Curious George. The movie that came out when we were younger, I think it was like 2000 Oh, yeah, uh, with the Jack Johnson music. Yeah, with the Jack yeah, Johnson this, music. This well done. That was like a great Curious George movie. Mm. It's like a perfect, like, kids, like, movie, family movie, whatever. It's like a really good telling of Curious George. And, like, I mean, I would the book say... doesn't tell, like, a story that you can put into a movie directly, but they expand right. on it enough and also true to the source material that like it's very like it's a very lovable movie. You it know? is a good one. I so, forgot about that movie actually. Like there are plenty of examples I think you can pull from to where you can have like some of your own artistic license yeah. to expand upon these things. But then there's like this weird, you know, it's almost like a like it's like a, a graph, like a pyramid graph, where it's like you have like something where it's okay to expand upon, and then you hit a point, and then it's not okay to expand sure. upon. Either like within going up, be like the amount you can expand upon, and going out, yeah, horizontally is like the amount of details in the source material. Right. If that makes sense, it does somewhat. I think that like Dune is my top example of a really great remake. That has been done, and like keep in mind the original Dune with David Lynch. I do like it. It has its own things, and even Frank Herbert, the writer of Dune, like consulted on that set. But the most recent Dune is a fantastic movie, done very well, made for the book readers, and it needed to be done. It had been long enough. Like so, I think there is like plenty of great examples of remakes that are going on, and I think there's just a well, and that's that's why I say like. I don't know if I necessarily regard the and Dune as they're, like, remaking that movie. More as it's, like, hey, we're taking another crack at reimagining Dune as a movie. Right. You Even know what I mean? That is technically, like, what it is as a remake, but it is a whole new reimagining, but it feels more like the books. Yeah. You know, and to me, like, I was like, this is it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so... Before I know, or a little bit limited on time here. What time do you have to leave by? It's four thirty now. Uh, about fifteen minutes, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So I want to pass around one final question. Here we go. A little bit of setup here. This is Charlie's question. So <laughs> you have to imagine segment. that you are fully in charge of doing a remake. They say they come to you. Company comes oh. to you, and they say, "Hey, I here's this blank answer. check." Michael, Jack, you guys are in charge of doing your remake. You can do it however however what you want. You can do it as a series. You can do it as whatever. Whatever you answer. want. Whatever you want to do. Whatever I you want to do. I my answer, but I'll let it. Jack, what, what would you do? So you might know what I'm going to say. Can, okay. you, can you guess what I'm going to say? Can I guess? Yes. <sighs> look, at my, look at my eyes. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is. 
You okay? This is this. I do. I think I know. What I it don't is. think this is what it is, but this is the first thing that came to my mind. You would redo Tron. I am gonna say Dark Cloud. Oh, no, those are both good answers. Those are both good answers. Because but... a Dark Cloud, re- could you imagine a whole new Dark Cloud? God, that would that would take that a lot. would be so. Tron, where Daft Punk is there with main characters. Um, <laughs> no, so the game Freedom Fighters. Oh, oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's also completely, completely redo I, that. I'm game. really surprised. That and that then also a series of Freedom Fighters. Although nowadays I might be a little contentious to do a series about Freedom Fighters. Rush is still an asshole. But so as well, a standalone yeah, game, it still was great. But dude, like. Freedom Fighters is one of those games where I'm so surprised. I know. Sure. It hasn't been done or visited. or It's not even talked about. You know? And I'm like, this game was phenomenal. Great mechanics. Great right. characters. Great soundtrack. You know, like, great story. Great, like, character development as, like, Chris is, like, slowly, like, you know, becoming this rebellious leader against, right. like, the Russian invasion. That's good it's, one. I, I, that's what I would do. Not only a game, but also a series to promote said game. Mm. That'd be pretty sick. So, Michael. So for me, uh, this is super easy. Uh, Do you guys want to take a guess? It's probably the biggest disappointment of me, of my whole gaming life in the last 20 years. Wow. In the last 20 years? A long, it's a long time period. <laughs> that's that's, that's a know. pretty wide. But I mean, you, we waited for a long time. Oh, uh, what? I guess what? Versus thirteen? Yeah, Final or Fantasy. 15. I was gonna say it's like Final Fantasy. Final but I don't know Fantasy which one. versus. Yeah, 13. it was the waited a long time. If I had a blank, <laughs> if I had a blank check, oh, I would. That's a good one. Yeah, I would absolutely change that game to be what we had anticipated it to be when we watched that trailer. Yeah, because it had the potential to be so good. And Final Fantasy, I don't know what it is about that, like, Square Enix, but they literally drop on their face every time with Final Fantasy. I don't know why they can't get it right, but, like, ever since 12, I'm sorry, I'm just not a big fan. Dude, all of 12 was pretty good. 12 was great. I like the Gambit system. But that's that's what I mean, it's 13, you know. That's, God, Final Fantasy is another series to where very much, like, Hey, what Elder Scrolls game did you play first? Okay, that's the, that's your favorite. Sure, that seems to be the case with Final Fantasy because there yeah. are people who played like the old the old ones game first, ones, and they yeah. look at a game like Final Fantasy X and they're like, "This game is absolute garbage. It's trash." And I can see, I can see the points they're sure. making. I'm like, yeah, I can see it, but I'm like, I can't it's, help it's though, great, though. But like, that's great. And like, I, mean, I, you I could love stand it. Stand to maybe remake ten, but I think Versus Thirteen was my biggest disappointment. I feel like we yeah. were told and catered something, and that's not what we got. And I would change that game a lot, but yeah. Other than that, that that's my so mine. And this may come not be a surprise at all, but I also got, don't think you guys would guess it. I was to say, do you want do you want us to try to guess? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I guess we're guessing. So can I get a hint? Is it a game or is it a show or is it what is it? It is a game. It is a game. It is a game. It's something I'm very fond of. Dirge of Severus. Oh, that's a good one. It's a deep cut, but no. Devil May Cry? Oh, see, that's a good one, too. But They're still making Devil May Cry. I know, so. but Devil May Cry suffers mechanically in a lot of ways. I feel like you're saying that kind of weird. Me- suffers mechanically? No, you're saying, like, Devil... Like, you're Devil saying, May Cry? I don't know. Was he saying that weird, or is that Devil just May me? Devil May Cry? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it's just you. Anyway. My brain was, like, not okay. I mean, I guess he was kind of saying, like, Devil May Cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Devil like, May Cry. 
He may cry. <laughs> he may cry. The devil, he may cry. Like, like yeah. you're reading it. Yeah. Like See, a I don't book. know, though. The, the devil may cry. I mean, what? I the love the cry. game. The Don't five is what pretty well regarded, I think. Very much I'd, so. To be honest, I, I don't know. I would. I don't know if I would do. Okay, I would definitely. Croc. <laughs> Spyro. <laughs> See, that one's already been remade. Dude, that's a phenomenal Frogger. remake. That's a phenomenal remake. <laughs> phenomenal remaster. Frogger. I, I plot Pong. <laughs> I'm gonna remake <laughs> Frogger. Froggle. Froggle. No, yeah. You, so no, Froggers is like brutal, rated M game. Where you <laughs> so you just got handed a blank check. What are you? What are you remaking? And then this is especially if I had creative control of all the IP involved. Oh, that's implied. Yeah, but it would, for me, and I'm surprised you guys think this, but 100% would be Kingdom Hearts. I almost said it myself. Like, so I was close. Would you take the Disney out of it? No. And so that, okay. so that, Ooh, that, that is right there why I kind of said that clarification of like, if I had full creative control of the IP, because there are, and I got glimmers of this when I played Kingdom Hearts 3, where like, it seems like there are times where, like, with the Toy Story world, they, like, create their own whole story. And, like, the characters are doing different things. And you're like, oh, wow, it's, like, this different version. But then a lot of the Disney worlds are like, hey, let's just rehash the events of the movie. So I would do it right. to where it's like, hey, each Disney world has its own unique story that's kind of different from the movie. Yeah, a different type of peril. Because those are the best ones. Like, And I just especially think remaking the first one... And some good high fidelity. I mean, that was the best thing about Kingdom Hearts 3 is just, like, the expansion and the fidelity. But I've been playing the first one again, and I was just thinking, like, man, like, redoing some of this, introducing some of the Organization 13 stuff in earlier. Mm -hmm. But put somebody else in charge who really who really loves it, who really loves Nomura's so weird. You? Me, yes. <laughs> who really loves... Some, All of that weird, who, some genius, complex, like oh, Roxas and Sora, nobody, like who mm. likes all that. But then it's not quite as crazy, and it's not gonna be like oh man, we're just gonna, we're just gonna start hammering this where there's like ten different Xehanorts and there's sure. the thirteen darknesses and there's no, but that's not the real Xehanort though. That's not the real answer. I mean, you start Dude, to like, you imagine like a drinking game where. That one guy says dar you, darkness. However many, however many times that guy says darkness, yeah. Yeah. darkness, darkness, darkness is in every heart. Yeah, every yes, time you hear, or every time you hear heartless, like. <laughs> but or we could. So wait, did we all choose games? I think we did. We let's games. let's go around. I know we got a little, little low in time. I already got my answer for movies. Yeah, but let's go around and either do a movie or a show. Uh, Jack, since you know your answer, we'll start with you. Uh, the Narnia Chronicles. The Narnia Chronicles? <laughs> yeah, the Narnia Chronicles. The whole... Not the Chronicles of Narnia. The, the, Narnia whole, the whole compendium of Narnia. Yeah. Each book would be like a yeah. four or three hour-long episodes. That's all you need for those books. And good. you follow the story pretty okay. pretty closely. A few variations here and there to kind of expand on the world or whatever. But for the most part, you follow the book's story because it's, it's like we say in the freaking episodes... It's like you're watching a play. Right. Like, it's uh, everything's being given to you, so all you need is, like, the visualization of that. Right. In, like, a series form that will give you... So, you have more, like, more creative control than, like, a movie where, like, you have, like, two hours, hour and a half. You can have a couple episodes, and you've mm. you got a, a, a few different side stories to kind of, you know, bring other people in or whatever. Sure. But you can still follow the books, like, pretty... Pretty much to a T, while expanding okay. on it and being true to the yeah. source material. Yeah. Unlike 
the freaking Prince Caspian one. Wow. Or Voyage of the Dawn Treader, whichever one was horrible. Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I mean, to be fair, they're both horrible. Mm. Michael? Um, that one was the worst, though. It was like... <sighs> you know, honestly, like, for me, the I guess... It's a really tough call here, but I would say probably the Witcher series as much as I have said that I do like it with Geralt and and Henry Cavill as him. I think that that whole thing needs to be taken by a different company and redone. Yeah. Get Henry Cavill back on and stick to the story, the book material, because the book material is really good. Mm. And I think if they had just done it a little bit differently, it could be much, much, much better. But it's a good one. Mine. This may this may surprise me. I feel like this might come out a little bit out of left field. And that was this. Are you redoing a, uh, a movie? Movie. Yeah. Um. You you would redo Spider Man. <laughs> That's such a weird. You <laughs> said coming out of left field. Sandlot. <laughs> that would, God. That would that would be a hard one to remake. That would be. A that, would be that original's remake. really. I would bad. not want to be in charge of that. No. So near and dear, close to me. I think I could do. A really cool reimagining remake of it, but uh, you know what I choose? Uh, Aragon. God, that's, that's a good. Is answer. that what you're saying? Never ending uh, story. God, that's actually a good answer too. Del Toro Quest. <laughs> that never. That never became. That wasn't. Anyways, God, uh, Aragon was so bad. <laughs> yeah, Aragon would be a cool one. And actually, I would actually like to reread it. Anyways, God, I'm getting yeah. distracted yeah. here. Uh, no, so I was. Good. So my choice is uh, Donnie Darko. Oh, I, I you think, would remake the movie. Oh, yeah. I let, think I could let me, do... Let me be honest. I've never watched it. So. I think I could do a really cool remake of that one. Interesting. Because that movie is already really weird. It is weird. And, and you like it or you don't. Yeah. Thing. And there are aspects of that movie that every time I watch it that I'm like, man, if I was in charge, I would do more of this. I'd do more of the weirdness. Like yeah. more of the... But that opening scene where the airplane like hits like the house like thing, like the propeller falls off. But then off. there's some things that would keep, <laughs> right? Like the song at the end that's playing when everybody starts to wake up. Uh, it's a mad world. Like I would mm-hmm. keep stuff like that, right? Like there are certain things that I would be like, that's part of the spirit. Yeah. Right. But would I bring back Jake Gyllenhaal? Uh, no, I love the guy. He's great. But I don't think I'd bring him back. I don't think I'd bring him back. Right. You know what I mean? Like We will reprise his role. You know what I mean? Like, I would, there are aspects of that I would change. Because I feel like with a lot of remakes, they're like, oh, but then this old guy, he's coming back. Right. We're going to pull Harrison Ford out. He's coming back. He's going to do one more. insert Dwayne The Rock Johnson (laughs) in everything. You know what's funny, though? What? People may... I never wanted to see the new Jumanji movies, but people regard the new Jumanji movies. I, I've heard it's good. I like I but, like Jack Black a lot. But Miguel's got to go. I do want to say real quick, while we were on break, I read through the Gregor the Overlander series again from like all five books. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how much I liked that. And I was also very surprised, again, that there was no like movie or like media property huh. out. Like... It's by, it's by Suzanne Collins, Collins. Yeah. same same woman who wrote the Hunger Games. So I was you know, like, and that's another one that Hunger Games, honestly, done well. I know honestly, people won't like, aren't a big fan of some of the movies. Whatever, I like the books and the movies. I think it was a good adaption. Yeah, yeah. but that's not a remake. That's an adaption. An so. adaption. Well. Michael's got to get out of here, I guess. I do. The dungeon calls, and there's a lot of fan mail piling up. Yeah. So we'll leave a recording while you, while you leave. So. <laughs> well. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning back in with the Racketeer Collection. Our plan going forward is to try to go back to our weekly episodes, but, you know, we'll see. 
how life treats us. There are no promises. Definitely pick up chapters again at some point and kind of bring back in those book analysis. Episodes are coming (laughs) back, though. Like like we said, don't have to be weekly. It might be bi-weekly. We're just kind of... The episodes are coming out, so you can stop... Stop trying to spear Michael with all the Everybody is very much just, you know, they're ready. They need it. They're ready. They've been clamoring for the content. It's coming. But uh, before we wrap out here, I'll remind everybody, give us a follow on social media. Please. Please. You know, more so than I think sharing posts, word of mouth goes a long way. So if you know somebody who you think would really like this, somebody you work with, hey, let them know. Yeah. Uh, And also, if you guys have any remakes... Like oh, anybody listening much that so. like you have like any good ideas for remasters or remakes that yeah. you would like to see that have been done well, been done badly. Shoot us Let us message. know in the comments down below. Yeah. Hit that like button, subscribe, uh, ding that don't, bell. Mm-mm. I don't think people but, say I don't think people say ding <laughs> that bell. But but yeah, I mean, shoot stuff. us a message. Bing. We love to hear from all of you guys. Uh, you know, we love opinions. We love talking about this stuff. So. You know, you have any great ideas? Hit us up. But opinions different than ours, I do dislike. Yeah. So we will have our dogs hunt you down. We have a <laughs> pack dogs. of wild uh, shadow dogs, and they're all right. It's four forty-five. Michael's got to go. Scary. I do. All right, guys. All right. Bye. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. this. Has been the Rackenter Collection, all about remakes, remasters, and a little bit of other stuff. I don't know. Malmanusha. I don't know. Let's get out of here. All right. All right. Have a good one, guys. All right. See you later, guys. Peace. The Rock and Duro Collection is a collection. Why don't you buy a lot of Jeez. Can't even let me finish my my outros. I guess I have to cut in here. And you you have no trust. No trust. No trust. Here's Troy's Troy's, perfect intro. The Rock and Duro Collection. That's very true. I'm brought to you by... Not one, but two, but three. And then his outro's like, hey, see you guys. <laughs> it's like at all. <laughs>